Chapter Fifteen of Hagar's Daughter: A Story of Southern Caste Prejudice. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Emma Mercier. Hagar's Daughter: A Story of Southern Caste Prejudice by Pauline Hopkins. Chapter Fifteen: The Ball. The Bowen Mansion was ablaze with light servants in livery hurried about attending the arrival of guests outside the house a continuous stream of carriages deposited the fortunate ones bidden to the feast the ballroom was a vast apartment arched with a gallery of carved oak in which the orchestra was seated the rooms were filling fast yet at no time even when the crowd was densest was there a pressure for room flowers wreathed the gallery the national colors hung in the angles banks of roses were everywhere Mrs. Bowen, in white velvet, old lace, and diamonds, stood near the entrance, supported by her husband, her daughter, and Cuthbert Sumner. The house-party was enforced by several gentlemen of political importance and their wives. In glass of satin and shimmer of pearls, Jewel Bowen stood, a flush on her cheeks, her hair falling in waving masses, pearls clasping her white throat and arms, her large gray eyes like wells of light an only child an heiress of many millions she would have been the bright star of fortune to the gilded youth of washington had not cuthbert sumner stood first in the field albeit a man might be pardoned for losing his head had she possessed only her youth and beauty a band hidden away in the great mansion discoursed rossini's dreamy music in a concert during the arrival of guests fashionable washington greeted its world and congratulated itself on being there discussed the host and hostess admired the arrangements for dancing just as the dear five hundred always have done and always will do it was evident that the bowen ball was to be the hit of the season the senator was voted charmingly original and his wife attracted as much comment and attention as the debutantes who graced the occasion i hear that we are going to have a new beauty introduced to-night a girl who is fairly startling remarked one man to another the rumor was started by mrs bowen saying to a number of dancing men with a roguish smile don't fill up all your dances for there is another beauty coming nobody you know either a stranger in the city we have heard something of her charms through west i think madam bowen you mean miss madison west is fairly a driveling idiot over her at present i'm worried over the poor chappie tiresome man why couldn't he allow me the pleasure of trapping society have either of you met her alas for your intended surprise dear mrs bowen i have seen her on the boulevard once or twice replied the one who had not yet spoken what a perfect pair miss jewel and she will make and puzzle any one to award the palm mrs bowen is certainly a charming hostess remarked one to the other as they walked away displaced by fresh relays of guests she is really a beautiful woman but too cold to please me was the reply she has a throat and shoulders of alabaster a superb head and a flower-like face hear hear wasting compliments on a passe elderly matron it isn't like you rollins a pretty woman is never passe you fellows who are new in society have something to learn let me tell you granted but we don't waste ammunition on elderly females who have had their day has a woman once a beauty ever had her day what a queer fellow you are tonight making flowery speeches about old folks 
there is no denying the truth of what i said though it is human nature with a woman it is her good looks with a man his strength which at no age will he ever admit to be materially lessened any more than a woman will allow her good looks quite gone into the past or if they do admit a decay of their charms or strength there is still a feeling of pride in what they were once here endeth the first lesson laughed his companion as they separated to find partners for the opening number other men older than the two recorded remarked the nobleness and charm of the hostess there is a story written on her face if i mistake not i would give much for the power to read it said a famous student of psychology to a celebrated physician as they stood together surveying the brilliant scene granted she is beautiful but she looks a creature of snow and ice the daughter is more to my liking yes but you must confess that they are alike alike yet unlike in the daughter there is fire and life and a little diablerie if i mistake not ah but the beautiful mrs bowen is only stepmother to the lovely jewel is it possible i should have thought them of one blood who was madam before her marriage no one knows was the reply accompanied by a suggestive shrug of the shoulders we do not inquire too closely into one's antecedents in washington you know be beautiful and rich and you will be happy here meantime the room was filling fast directly the butler announced general benson senator bowen moved forward a pace and shook him warmly by the hand and then presented him to his wife and daughter a puzzled look swept over his face as he bent for an instant above mrs bowen's hand then he stole a furtive glance at her white impassive countenance started slightly looked again with a quick indrawn breath there was now a questioning look in her eyes of seeming surprise at the evident interest a quick contraction of the straight brows the next second the dark eyes drooped but he felt conscious that under those long lashes they still watched him it passed in a second of time there was no change in the beautiful cold face of the elegant woman of the world save that one might have imagined that she grew whiter if possible then he recovered himself and turned with easy self-complacency to jewel am i too late for the first dance he asked in his most courtly style the first is gone certainly smiled jewel well never mind the first waltz then so sorry general but it is promised with an arch glance at sumner who was standing back of her oh i see you unprincipled fellow to steal the march on the world of us who are in darkness we must all give first place to your claim sumner lucky boy he said with a genial laugh the fourth then i shan't get another chance so i must secure my luck while i can with pleasure and the one right after supper dare i ask very well she replied again smiling at his persistency the general took her card and inscribed his name against two members and as the opening bars of the first dance sounded and her partner came to claim her bowed and moved away there was a movement near the door and major madison and miss madison were announced there was a moment's hush as they entered the ballroom and every man present mentally uttered an exclamation of surprise and admiration for once rumor had not lied this woman was quite the loveliest thing they had ever seen startling and somewhat bizarre perhaps but still marvelously undeniably lovely her gown was a splendid creation of scarlet and gold it was a magnificent and daring combination her hair was piled high and crowned with diamonds a single row of the same precious stones encircled her slim white throat she looked superbly wondrously beautiful truly this girl was an exquisite picture 
but it bewildered one so that the eye rested on jules slender white-robed figure with pleasure and intense relief sumner was talking with mrs vanderpool the wife of a new york millionaire as the madisons entered and turned at her exclamation what a lovely girl who is she mr sumner she is the daughter of major madison president of the arrowhead gold mine so much talked about at present you admire that vivid style do introduce me mr sumner i adore pretty girls he was greeted by a flash from aurelia's dark eyes and a brilliant smile as he came up to give the desired introduction already she was surrounded and her ball card besieged miss madison mrs vanderpool both ladies bowed and immediately opened an animated conversation that ended in aurelia's promising to grace mrs vanderpool's german with her presence then sumner gave the elder lady his arm across the room to join mrs bowen he passed aurelia again on his way to the card tables in an adjoining room you are going to ask me to dance mr sumner of course she said to him as he paused an instant beside her chair her manner gave the bystanders the idea that they were old and intimate acquaintances her words and way jarred on cuthbert he took her card and after consulting her scribbled his name down for the after-supper dance bowed and passed on he drew a deep breath of relief as he saw jewel talking to the russian ambassador an old man in gorgeous dress and orders blazing on his breast you are lucky excellency to have a moment of miss bowen's time bestowed on you his excellency bowed his head i was just telling this lovely little lady that i must not be selfish that i must give way for others who have a better right to her company than an old man like me i have enjoyed talking with you so much jewel said simply thank you my child i see a friend of mine over in the corner i can leave you in safe hand now sumner has come by and by perhaps you will let me return and have a few more pleasant moments sumner felt his vague sense of repulsion which his encounter with aurelia had aroused fade as he came in contact with the pure fascination of his betrothed he smiled down at her tenderly how inexpressibly sweet and lovely she was the band was playing a delicious waltz aurelia flashing in her jewels was flying round in the arms of west who was her shadow sumner's brows met in a frown how lovely aurelia is cried jewel with eager enthusiasm she is the most beautiful woman in the rooms bar one said cuthbert smiling oh you you don't count you are prejudiced replied jewel laughing she seems to get on very well with mr west i wonder little matchmaker i imagine west stands no chance in that quarter he has nothing but his salary would that make a difference with her in a surprised regretful tone i imagine that they are not wealthy miss madison if i read her correctly will marry for money the next instant his arm encircled jewel's waist he held her form pressed closely to his throbbing heart and they glided away from earth to a short period of heaven as an intimate friend of the family and soon to be a son of the house cuthbert sumner had shared the dispensing of hospitality with senator bowen my boy said the older man just fix the thing up when you see him lagging i'm going into the card room and have a game with madison he's an old duffer like myself you understand all this sort of thing but i'll be hanged if i ain't sick of it before i begin so sumner had found himself pretty busy after that waltz however which came just before supper he and jewel had a few precious moments together in the conservatory sitting out the remainder of their dance then came supper at which sumner insisted upon being her escort i will not waive every enjoyment for the pleasure of others he declared firmly 
End of chapter 15. Recording by Emma Mercier.